0: We're reading from Psalm 18, starting at verse 30. As for God, his way is perfect. The Lord's word is flawless. He shields all who take refuge in him. For who is God besides the Lord? And who is the rock except our God? It is God who arms me with strength and keeps my way secure. He makes my feet like the feet of a deer. He causes me to stand on the heights. He trains my hands for battle. My arms can bend a bow of bronze. You make your saving help my shield, and your right hand sustains me. Your help has made me great. You provide a broad path for my feet so that my ankles do not give way. I pursued my enemies and overtook them. I did not turn back till they were destroyed. I crushed them so that they could not rise. They fell beneath my feet. You armed me with strength for battle. You humbled my adversaries before me. You made my enemies turn their backs in flight and I destroyed my foes. They cried for help but there was no one to save them to the lord but he did not answer i beat them as fine as wind-blown dust i trampled them like mud in the streets you have delivered me from the attacks of the people you have made me the head of nations people i did not know now serve me foreigners cower before me as soon as they hear of me they obey me they all lose heart They come trembling from their strongholds. The Lord lives, praise be to my rock. Exalted be God my saviour. He is the God who avenges me, who subdues nations under me, who saves me from my enemies. You exalted me above my foes. From a violent man you rescued me. Therefore, I will praise you, Lord, among the nations. I will sing the praises of your name. He gives his king great victories. He shows unfailing love to his anointed, to David and to his descendants forever. This is God's word.
1: Jenny, thank you. Morning, everyone. My name's Scott. I'm the student minister here. And we're looking at just the second half. We looked at the first half last week, uh, if you were with us. But we're looking now at the second half of Psalm 18. So let me pray Um, As we do that together, let's pray. Heavenly Father, we praise you for the Lord Jesus. We praise you for the Lord Jesus, who is um, the King, who has defeated all our enemies. Father, where we feel uh, weary in the battle against uh, our enemies' sin and death, Father, we pray that you would give us strength, give us confidence in you this morning as we look at these words that we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. What keeps you going in the ongoing battle with sin? What keeps you going? Maybe maybe you're here this morning and it feels like uh, you've been fighting against the same sin for a long time and progress has been pretty slow if you can see any progress at all. And whatever it is for each of us, whether it's the the anger that sort of bubbles up out of nowhere, or the greed that that causes you just to daydream about what you would have, if only, or the the, the pride that that tries to control um, every part of your life. Ongoing sin... Whatever it is for each of us, each of us is a reality um, in our lives. It's a reality that we face every day. So what keeps you going? What keeps you fighting when that battle feels hard? Because it often does. What keeps anyone going when, when a battle feels um, hard? Um, think, of, um, think of Ukrainian soldiers fighting um, on the front line. They, they're, they're bombarded their homes have been destroyed in many cases. They're outgunned. They're outnumbered. What is it that they are holding on to as they hold out? Why is it that they haven't been uh, defeated yet? It's extraordinary, isn't it, how, how much they truly believe that they will win. They have a hope, don't they, that one day they will be free, that their country will be free again. And there's a confident determination, a defiant determination to keep going until that happens. If you're a Christian um, here this morning, you, you can have a similar um, confident determination. I hope that, th- that your battle with sin is not in vain. Why? Well, because Jesus has conquered sin. He has defeated your sin. And the victory that he has won is assured. If we read through the psalm, I wonder if you, if you notice the, the confidence that David has as he faces his enemies. It is an extraordinary confidence, isn't it? Almost, almost brash. God has given him victory over his enemies. And he is confident that God will continue to give him victory when we looked at the, the first half last week, we said that David um, is, is God's king. And he is speaking here in Psalm 18 as God's anointed, as God's chosen king. And God has promised, right at the end of the Psalm, verse 50, to give his king great victories. He shows unfailing love to his anointed, to David, and to his descendants forever. When we looked at the first half last week, we said that Jesus is the one who, who can declare. Um, the first half of this psalm, he is the righteous king who confronts death and wins. And we said that, that if we're in him, if we're a Christian and we're trusting in him, then that victory is our victory too. That death will not hold us. Death has been defeated. That was the first half of, of Psalm 18. But what we might say, um, or we might have said after last week, that's great but what about my day-to-day life now? It's, it's wonderful to know that Jesus defeated death and that when I'm confronted by it, I can have hope. I can have a certain hope that he has defeated it. But, but what about in the day-to-day now? Well, that's, that's the second half of Psalm 18. Um, and the second half is, is this confident hope that David has as he continues to fight in the battles David um, faced physical enemies, didn't he? He faced um, enemies who were trying to to kill him, trying to take him down. Our enemies are not the the physical enemies that that are in front of us, but they are, this side of the cross, they are spiritual enemies. For most of us, I guess, that that obvious battle will be against our own sin. So 1 Peter 2, um, Peter says this, "'Dear friends, I urge you, as foreigners and exiles, "'to abstain from sinful desires,' which wage war against your soul. Our enemy is our own sin so much of the time. That is where the battle, the war, is raging most fiercely. And if we feel that, well, then we need the confidence of Psalm 18 that Jesus has defeated that great enemy so that we might keep going uh, day to day in the battle so that's what we're going to see. We're, we're going to see that the confidence that we can have as we face our sin. Here's, here's where, we're, um, where we're going with it. The outline's on your handout. If you find that helpful, what is it that's going to give us that confidence in the ongoing battle with sin? Well, it's knowing that Jesus is these three things. That Jesus is the rock who arms you with strength. That he is the king who crushes your enemies. And that he is the savior who lives Those three things that we're going to see about Jesus. Firstly, he is the rock who arms you with strength. Verse 30. As for God, his way is perfect. The Lord's word is flawless. He shields all who take refuge in him. If We're going to know how to to fight our sin, how to live rightly. We need to know what the right way to live is. What does please God and in a world where morality is constantly changing, where something is, is wrong one minute and, and fine the next or the other way around, well, we need to know that God's way is perfect, that His way is flawless. So when He tells us in His Word what is good and what is sinful, we can trust Him. We can trust that it is true and it is for our good. Verse 31. For who is God, besides the Lord, and who is the rock except our God? David is confident that, that God is the only God. There is no other. There is nowhere else to turn, if you want to know how to live. There is no one else that you can depend on. He alone is, is the rock, the unchanging foundation. And because he is dependable, because he is unchanging, because he tells us what is true, we can have confidence. To live as he has called us to live. Verse 32 It is God who arms me with strength and keeps my way secure. He makes my feet like the feet of a deer. He causes me to stand on the heights. He'll he'll secure my footing even when the terrain is difficult, even when cultures tell me one thing, even when my own heart tells me another thing. No, his way will keep my footing secure. He trains, verse 34, he trains my hands for battle. My arms can bend a bow of bronze. That is, the Lord will give me everything that I need to fight sin. And he does that through training. Training over the long term. If you manage to to stop any of the people running the marathon this morning, um, I'm sure they'd be glad to tell you of all the training that they had put in you don't just rock up at the starting line and without any training. Same in the, in, in the battle against sin, the battle for godliness. God trains us over the long term. He, he teaches us through the ups and downs that his way is the right way, that we can trust him, that it is good for us. He's training us for the ongoing battle Verse 35, you make your saving help my shield, and your right hand sustains me. Your help has made me great. You provide a broad feet for my path so that my ankles do not give way. When the battle feels its fiercest, He does protect you, He will provide a way so that you do not stumble. And so when you feel weak, when it feels like you're just running out of energy in your battle against sin, remember who it is that you trust. You trust in the God who will never get anything wrong because his way is perfect. He'll never need to correct something he said. Oh, sorry, I got that wrong. Actually, it's something else now because his word is flawless. He'll never give up on you because he's promised to keep your way secure. That's the confidence that, that David had as he faced his enemies. And it is our confidence, the confidence that we can have as we battle sin. So, Romans 8, verse 32, we looked at it a couple of months ago, says this He who did not spare his own son, but gave him up for us, how will he not also, along with him, graciously give us all things? See, if God has given his own son uh, to defeat your sins, then he's not gonna give up on you now. He will give you the strength you need to keep fighting, to keep going. He is the rock who arms you with strength in your fight against sin. But he is also, secondly, the king who crushes your enemies, the king who crushes your enemies. David celebrates the victory that God has given him over his enemies. Verse 35, I pursued my enemies and overtook them. I did not turn back till they were destroyed. I crushed them so that they could not rise. They fell beneath my feet. David is celebrating his total victory. His enemies have been wiped out But even as he does that, he remembers that it is God who who has given him the strength. Verse 39, you armed me with strength for battle. You humbled my adversaries before me. You made my enemies turn their backs in flight and I destroyed my foes. It is again God's strength that gives David the victory. David may have been the one holding the sword, but it is the Lord's victory. It may feel like, like we're having to fight hard um, against, uh, against our own sin. But it is the Lord who will bring us that victory. It is by his spirit as we fight that we make progress. Verse 41, they cried for help, but there was no one to save them to the Lord, but he did not answer. David's enemies were God's enemies. And so their cries for help go unanswered. However strong they appear, when their time is up, they cannot stand, they have nowhere to run. Verse 42, I beat them as fine as wind-blown dust. I trampled them like mud in the streets. Those enemies that once felt so real and so fierce are now just nothing, insignificant. They're, They're dust, they're mud on the street. Verse 43, you have delivered me from the attacks of the people. You have made me the head of nations, people I did not know. Now serve me, foreigners car before me. As soon as they hear of me, they obey me. The the nations were David's enemies. They They were oppressing him, they were chasing after him. And yet now, David is installed as ruler over them. Verse 45, they all lose heart. They come trembling from their strongholds. See, David had had some big wins um, in his battle against his enemies, but he knows it is God who has done it. And that fills him with a confidence to keep going even as he faces enemies now. Um, one little bit of, allow me one little bit of grammar um, in, the, in the middle of the sermon, okay? Grammar alert, if you don't like grammar. Um, these verses, 37 to 45, they're, they're translated in, in past tense. Yeah, so they are, um, they're translated as David uh, um, speaking about his experience of God rescue him. Uh, and that is true. That is, um, that is what happened. But the actual, the actual verbs in those verses are imperfect verbs, which uh, don't worry what that means. It basically means that they're not just talking about things that happened in the past. They're, they've got a sense of ongoing action. These things are still true. It's not that they're finished They are still true. They are things that David is confident that God will keep doing in his battles now. So verse 39, you could translate, you arm me with strength for battle. You humble my adversaries before me. You make my enemies turn their backs in in flight and I destroy my foes. it's It's a continued action. God is going to keep doing those things for David. He's going to do them now and today and tomorrow. That's the confidence that David has. Now David's confidence here, it comes because he's speaking as God's king. I don't know how you would feel about putting those words on, on your mouth. Which of us could say with, with confidence, I crush my greed so that it cannot rise? Or, or, or I beat my anger as fine as wind-blown dust. I trample lust like mud in the streets. That sort of naturally feels a bit uncomfortable for us to say, doesn't it? But Jesus can declare these things. He has defeated sin, not his own sin, but ours, because of His righteousness as we looked at last week. He bore our sin on the cross. So it is defeated. Our confidence is in him and what he has done. And that does give us a a confident determination as we battle on now. Our sin so often feels, feels so real and unbeatable. But Jesus has already delivered the knockout blow and so I think even though these, these are um, bold, um, bold words that firstly Jesus declares, I think we can take these confident statements and apply them to our own battles with sin. We can say, look, you arm me with strength for the battle. I pursue my sin and overtake it. I do not turn back till it is destroyed. We can say that because we know that Jesus has done the hard work. He is our king who crushes our enemies. Thirdly, um, he is the savior who lives. The savior who lives, verse 46. The Lord lives, praise be, praise be to my rock, exalted be God my savior. David's gonna end this psalm where he he started it with praise of his God. Remember right back in verse one, if you were here last week, I love you, Lord, my strength. He's saying here, you live, you are my rock. You have saved me. Through everything I've been through, you have not changed and you're alive. And that is the wonderful hope of the Christian message, isn't it, that Jesus is alive He is and will always be the unchanging king over all. Your sin, my sin, it does not change the fact that he is king. He has been exalted to God's right hand and he is reigning. And so your sin is, is not too big for him. Verse 47, he is the God who avenges me, who subdues nations under me who saves me from my enemies. You exalted me above my foes from a violent man. You have rescued me. David saw the enemies that, that had been oppressing him subdued under him and as he rose to, to, to be a powerful king and his enemies became nothing. And wonderfully wonderfully for us, one day, um, if you're in Christ, you will be able to fully declare, God, you have saved me from my enemy. You have exalted me above my sin. and That's the hope of the Christian message, isn't it? That when Jesus comes back and you are made like him, your sin will be crushed beneath his feet once and for all. So that that sin that feels so, um, so much a part of who you are now, it will be crushed beneath his feet. It does not define you the battle against it will end and it will end in victory. And you can know that with with even more certainty than David declares it here with even more confidence because it is true when Jesus returns. Verse 50, as David wraps up the psalm, he gives his king great victories. He shows unfailing love to his anointed, to David, and to his descendants forever king david declares this about his about god in jesus he is the king who is god who lives forever who has defeated death and so with david uh, our response to this psalm is is firstly one of praise praise him Jesus is the rock who strengthens your arm in the battle. He is the king who guarantees that your enemies will be crushed. Your sin will be done away with. He is the savior who lives. Your sin does not have the final word. Jesus does. And so even on those days um, when the battle with sin feels the fiercest, even on those days where it feels like you've messed up the most when well, Jesus is still alive he is still reigning his defeat of sin is real there will never be a day when that is not true and so we join in with david in, in praising him if david could praise god for giving him victory um, over his enemies how much more can you and I praise the risen Jesus for his defeat of our sin? And if we know that, if we praise him for it, then it, it strengthens us. It gives us confidence for the ongoing battle against sin. It enables us to keep fighting, to not give up. And you and I, we don't give in to the lies that say it's just too hard. I've just been been fighting for too long and, and getting nowhere. What's the point? No, we can have a confidence, the confidence of David here in this psalm, bold confidence, that as we fight sin each and every day, it is a battle in which we have certain victory. Not because we're great, not because we've got the strength, but because Jesus has defeated our sin once and for all. It's a wonderful confidence that enables us to live for him, to keep fighting against even the most persistent of sins. Let me pray as we close that God would strengthen us to do just that. Heavenly Father, the the, the confident um, declarations of, of David here that you will defeat his enemies so often feel far from our experience in our ongoing battles with sin. And yet we want to declare confidently that that we trust that Jesus has defeated our sin. That his victory over sin and death is our victory. Father, we we want that to give us confidence, to to keep us going in the battles now. Father, so help us to, to, to keep going. Father, where we feel weary, where we feel like giving up, help us to keep going, knowing that Jesus is victorious. We pray in his name. Amen.